Hello and welcome to episode number 59 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. On today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about religion. A lot of times I'm recording this show on a Friday afternoon after doing a Grumpy Old Ben show in the morning. If you're not checking out Grumpy Old Ben's, grumpyoldbens.com, a podcast I do with Ryan Bemrose. And yesterday, there was a Mark and George show, my buddy Mark Von Dyke, Void Zero in No Agenda Circles. And I decided to check that out for a bit because I didn't know what I wanted to do episode number 59 on. And I start listening to the Mark and George show, and there hadn't been one in a few weeks. And I'm always happy to hear Mark and George and the conversations that they're having. And the talk turned to religion, and it got into a pretty heated discussion, argument, whatever you want to call it. And I kind of left the whole experience feeling frustrated and angry, which is always what you want when you're talking about religion, I think. But the topic came up for a couple of reasons. The main one being that Mark has been religion shopping, which is something that is absolutely genius in my book. A lot of us get born into a family and raised a certain religion and you feel like you're kind of stuck into that whether you get something out of it or not it doesn't really matter you are what you are a lot of people look at it but there's a new movement to if you feel like you're not getting anything out of the religion that you grew up as or maybe you grew up with no religion whatsoever religion shopping i think is a pretty cool thing where you go out You see what religions are out there. You test them out, you know, like anything else, like any product you would go buy. You test out these religions. You see what they have to offer and you choose the one that fits your life best. And Mark looks like has come down on a Catholic church, which does masses in Latin, which brought me right back to high school in so many different ways. As being a a good Irish Catholic boy, I went to a normal public grammar school, public junior high, but went to an all-boys Catholic high school here in the city of Chicago and uh, went on a retreat called a Kairos retreat when I was in high school. So, I mean, those four years especially were a lot of religion, took Latin in high school, so we had to do the Our Father and the Hail Mary daily in latin i can't really remember much of those now i need to uh, i need to brush up on my latin a little bit but that is the church that mark picked and he was talking about how happy he was you know how uh, it's made his life better that he's felt you know more calm less anxiety all of these good things that people associate with religion having a sense of calm is good less anxiety is good but george the other host on the Mark and George show was having none of it. And it really seemed to me to mirror a lot of what is going on in the country right now. And maybe the world. I mean, again, we live in a bubble, so I only know what's going on in the United States, in my local area here outside of Chicago. But as Mark was talking about his experience, talking about how he's going to be getting baptized in the new year, how he's planning on getting married in the church. 
you could hear George, his voice was changing. His inflections were changing. And I even mentioned in the troll room, the chat room that's live for a lot of these shows that we do on the No Agenda stream, noagendastream.com, that, you know, he seemed pretty angry and he responded, well, no, it was frustration, but it was clear to me that he had an animosity, uh, at least at some level, against people that would be dumb enough to believe in religion. And this is something, like I said, I'm seeing this more and more and more, the war against religion. We did a whole episode of Grumpy Old Ben's about that with our buddy Larry Blydner. It's something that bothers me because nobody is going to force anyone into a religion or to believe something that they don't want to believe in. But when you turn that around and the people who aren't religious, then start telling people that are, you know, basically that they're morons and getting angry about the fact that somebody could be that dumb, that they would believe in a higher power. I start having a real problem with that. Mark mentioned that the one morning he got up and did a rosary. And by the way, there's 59 beads on a rosary. This is episode number 59 of the Random Thoughts podcast. Kismet. Maybe it was meant to be. I don't know. Because as I grew up as a good Irish Catholic boy, going to church has really never been at the top of my fun list. And it's not saying that being in a religion is you're not supposed to be in it for the fun, but most masses have always really, really bored me. There's not a lot of priests out there who can hold the attention that can really give a delivery that can really pull you in. So if you're in a church that has one of those guys, you're lucky. Or maybe you have a really good choir or some musicians who can take the mass and elevate it to something that is more high art rather than feeling like it's somebody just trying to get through the mass in order to get everybody home so they could watch an NFL game on the big screen TV and have uh, you know some beers and wings. Maybe if you had the beer and wings in the church, that would be better. But I would guess that wouldn't really go along with their concept. And going to church, like you said, it really kind of bored me. And I did my research to understand that there was nowhere in the Bible that Jesus said, build a bunch of churches, have a bunch of people come once a week and pass around the plate to collect money. Nowhere, nowhere does it say that that should happen. How the church has turned into what it is, I think, is one of the big problems that a lot of people have with religion at this point. People like me who consider myself religious, but not going to church. I don't think you need to go to a mass weekly to be religious, to believe in something. I mean, if you want to, that's great. But if you don't get anything out of it, I don't know exactly what that's doing for you. I mean, I really enjoy, I mentioned Larry Blydner doing the show with us and Grumpy Old Ben's about the war on religion. He does a special podcast every other Sunday over at that LarryShow.com called Sinner Sunday. And it deals with all things. He's another Irish Catholic boy. So I, I could really get into the stuff that he's doing. But even if you're not, I think you would enjoy it because he covers religious things in a way that a normal guy would. And he puts it in a way 
that is exciting to listen to and it is engaging and the stories come alive because Larry's delivery is second to none. But it shows that you can go to alternate places to learn about your faith, to celebrate your faith. And it's getting harder and harder to find that in this world because for whatever reason, faith is being looked down upon, especially here in the United States. Maybe it's different in other parts of the world. And if it is, feel free to reach out and let me know. But recently we had Vice President Mike Pence, who was taking a whole lot of crap because of his Christian faith. And of course, if you're a Catholic, if you're Christian, you're immediately a homophobe, a trannyphobe, and all these other phobes, which isn't true, but this is now the battle for right and wrong and what our children are going to be exposed to in schools or at the libraries or wherever you're going out in public because you know people go absolutely insane if a teacher like one of these uh, football coaches that was recently dismissed from his job for daring let his players pray before a game you can't have prayer in these schools that's wrong that's hateful you can't have it but you can have trannies come in and read stories to the kids because that is absolutely okay and we have to accept everybody that is the hilarious part of these liberal folks it seems at this point the people on the left who want you to accept any crazy thing they come up with Accept the people that are the transsexuals, accept the people that are the cross-dressers, accept the people that have picked one of the 8,000 genders that you can pick now, but don't accept the people that want to pray. <laughs> Those are the dangerous ones. Those are the people we have to watch out for. So I don't know. I don't think you really get true freedom if you want us to accept all of those things, and you're not going to accept that people have faith then we have a real problem and it really it saddened me that george was so vehement about his just total disdain for religion and this conversation went on way longer than it probably should have well over an hour on the religion itself and it was well over a half hour of just very angry back and forth and i applaud mark for sticking to his guns and saying i don't care what anybody else thinks i don't care it's not right for you but this is what i believe and standing up at this point and having any viewpoint that is against the grain going against what the the masses believe at this point is a very brave thing so i applaud mark for one going out and finding a religion that's working for him and two standing up for it and saying hey this works for me i'm not telling you you have to believe something i'm not forcing my religion on you but i'm telling you what i believe what's working for me and if you want to get angry about the fact that i believe something it's a little crazy i feel sorry for george in that manner because i don't know why you would be angry or frustrated that somebody else believes in a higher power 
The fact of the matter is, nobody's really going to know who's right or wrong until you die. And as of yet, only one guy seems to have come back from the dead. Although the Pope now seems to be trying to change history a, a little bit on his own, saying that it was not the physical body of JC, as Larry from that Larry show calls him, as Jesus Christ. It wasn't his actual physical body. He came back, the Pope has recently said, as a spirit that could be seen and he could have taken any shape that he wanted to. The Bible contradicts that, which is maybe the problem the Catholic Church is going to start getting into with some of these popes who aren't towing the line who aren't following the good book. And if the Pope's not following the good book, then why the heck do I want to be a part of that particular religion? Why do I want to go to that particular mass? Why do I want to support that ministry with my hard-earned money? I don't. And that is the problem. Again, our buddy Larry calls them the corporate God providers, and he's absolutely right. Religion at its base, at the heart of it all, is a very pure thing. Once you get enough people involved and it starts running as a business, the corporate God providers don't seem much different to me than many large corporations. They want to make their money. They want you to be their subscriber and they want to get you on a plan that'll keep them driving in nice, shiny cars. While the actual faith you have, they're not really that concerned with that. So, by all means, the concept of church shopping or religion shopping seems to be a very valid concept at this point. Having faith is a very interesting thing because, at the heart of it all, faith means it's something that you cannot prove. You have faith in something that you believe, but it's not tangible. You can't prove that it's true. You just believe that it's true. And there was a song that Garth Brooks had out quite a few years ago that talked about unanswered prayers. And I think that's probably one of the things people struggle with the most when it comes to religion, when it comes to believing in God, that when bad things happen, they want to know why. Are they being punished? Why would God, if he exists, let so many bad things happen here on earth? And that's one of the things a lot of people use when they're trying to sway you from religion, trying to convince you that your beliefs are just idiotic and make no sense whatsoever. And I get that to a certain extent. Going through the eye surgeries that I did, five different surgeries on my retina, which had me face down for the better part of seven weeks and then resulted in an eye with almost zero vision in it. I can tell you during those weeks, there was a lot of praying going on that this surgery would work, that the vision would come back, that I wouldn't continue having to be face down, which is a real pain in the behind it's easy to point to something like that and say well hey you prayed to your god and he didn't answer your prayer the surgeries didn't work you have almost no vision in that eye 
that proves that he's not listening or she's not listening. Don't want to gender, misgender the higher power. No doubt about that. And I get that. But again, this comes down to faith, because if you got everything that you asked for, then it would be a very tangible thing, wouldn't it? If every time you prayed for something, it came true, you wouldn't really have to worry about anything. But that's not the world we live in, and I get that. There's a promise of a great reward, of course, in the afterlife. And again, until we die, we're not really going to know who is right or wrong. But why people want to belittle the religion, why people want to go after the people of faith, I will never understand. If faith can bring people comfort, and make them want to live their life in the best possible way they can, why would that be a negative thing to anyone? I've talked a little bit in the podcast about my mom's cousin, Rita, who passed away a couple of years ago. She was more like a grandmother, really, to my wife and I, and she was a very religious person. She had a statue of the Virgin Mary that was always sitting on her kitchen table. It was always around. And at the end of her life, we were there one afternoon and she was in the hospital bed. She had hospice at her house and she didn't even know we were there. And she woke up and immediately just started praying the Hail Mary over and over again. And it was a, it was a very, you know, it's kind of a strange experience to see that. But, you know, looking back, I realized that she knew her time was short and she had a very strong faith and that brought her comfort in the end. I have no doubt about that. In every aspect of her life, she was very independent didn't want people to go out of their way to help her with anything, even though she lived walking distance from my wife and I. She would rather pay somebody to do her shopping than ask us. One of these very independent people, a true badass chick in every sense of the word. We had to uh, find the pistol that she had in her nightstand before she passed away and get that out of the house. Uh, But she was a very strong believer. And I can appreciate that. I think even people that do believe in a higher power have times where you question it. And I believe that's a good thing. You have times where you're not really sure if you're on the right path. You're not really sure if the things that you believe in are the truth. Because again, there's nothing tangible there. So we look for small little miracles. You look for things that happen that can't be explained in any other way. And there are always things that you can't necessarily pin on one thing or another. But that's why we're back to faith being something that can never be proven. I've talked about my dad being in the hospital after a hip surgery turned into an infection, which almost killed him. And he was in the hospital for the better part of a year and is now recuperating. But there was an afternoon where he became non-responsive while he was in the hospital. The doctors didn't know what was going on. 
he had been in ICU. He was back in a normal room, just going through therapy. And this problem came upon him out of nowhere, really. So he was sent back into ICU. My mom called me from the hospital, said that there was a room full of doctors, seven or eight, that were around his bedside trying to figure out what was going on, what had caused his system to really start shutting down in a very fast way. It got to the point to where the chaplain came in and asked my mom if he should contact the priest from her church, talking about how blessed they were to have over 50 years of marriage together. And my mom called me and she's like, hey, this isn't looking good. So I contacted my in-laws to get me a ride to the hospital because this was after my eye surgery. So I wasn't really driving much at all. And while waiting, I remember literally looking up and yelling at God that my dad did not deserve what he was going through, that my mom did not deserve what was going on. I was pissed off that, you know, this was very much on the heels of the eye surgeries not going well. And I was even more pissed off about this. So this was the first time that I could ever remember in my life verbally yelling at God about what was going on. There was no soft prayer. There was no pleading. It was just me being pissed off. And I went to the hospital. I got there. And he was still unresponsive, but it was just a short time after that he started coming back out of whatever it was that he was unresponsive from. And a female doctor had came in and she looked at him, was looking at the charts and all of that. And my mom said something to her. I don't remember what it was. And the doctor said, you know, I'd like to take responsibility for this, but we're not really sure what happened. So we're really left to interpret a lot of things about that situation. Maybe it was just something that was going to clear itself anyway. Maybe the doctors did something that they don't even know that they did to help him back out of whatever this was. Or maybe if you have faith, you believe that maybe there is a God who listened to one guy who got pissed and yelled at him that there was something unfair going on and he decided to fix it. I certainly don't have the answer, but I know what I believe. And if me believing in something pisses you off, most likely you've got the problem and not me. It's easy to point to all the bad things going on in the world as a proof that there is no God. I guess I'm more of a glass half full kind of guy because I can look around the world and see there is a lot of amazing things, a lot of wondrous things that it seems improbable to me that they all just happened randomly and by chance, but you can decide for yourself. I hope you like what you've been hearing here on the Random Thoughts podcast. If you have, do me a favor, go to randomthoughts.com, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com, and click one of those subscribe buttons. 
get it on Android, get it in Apple, get it in your email box so you never miss a single episode. And if you really like what you've been hearing, we do work on the value for value model. So you can go to that same website, randomthoughts.com and click the little donation button and you can send us a one-time donation, a monthly donation, whatever you feel the show is worth to you. That's cool. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so via email at randomthoughtspodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughtspodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at randompodcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, podcast, or my personal Twitter account at Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. Until next time, I'm Darren O'Neill. Thank you for listening.